episode of Hero Paranormal Podcast. My name is Ryan, the original outlaw of the airwaves. We're broadcasting from the base at La Madre Mountain, just south of Area 51, and we're bringing you an epic episode today. On today's episode, we have Mark Robinson, who has been in the game of treasure hunting, cryptozoology, and everything that is high strangeness in Utah since as long as I can remember. I remember being just a kid and being invited to these gatherings where the brightest, the best, and the most intense researchers in the state of Utah were coming together and talking about Spanish gold, artifacts, Bigfoot, UFOs, and anything that was strange, different, or outside of the cultural norm, but witnessed within the boundaries of the state of Utah and sometimes outside the boundaries of the state of Utah. It is a real pleasure to have Mark Robinson on the podcast. He's as good as a guest as you can guess, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. So, without further ado, my man, Mark Robinson, welcome to the Hero Paranormal Podcast. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good, good. This is going to be a great conversation. I can't wait to get into it. Um, well, I hope I don't disappoint, Ryan. I mean, you know. <laughs> hardly, hardly. I was just uh, thinking, you know, as long as I can remember, and uh, I've been around this planet a little while, 47 years, and as long as I can remember, Mark, you've been involved and uh, promoting and getting a, the, a group of guys together and girls, whoever, the best and brightest minds within the state of Utah and sometimes outside the state of Utah, discussing treasure hunting, Spanish gold, Bigfoot, UFOs, anything high strangeness in the state of Utah. You've kind of always been there. And I've been always, a while. it's been a while. And I've always, I remember going out to Morgan, Utah there, meeting you the first time, and I was blown away. You've been in this game a long time and kind of behind the scenes, always getting people together to talk about, in my opinion, the most interesting things happening within the state of Utah. How, how did you get started along this path? And, and, and how, how, what keeps you going? Because it's a motivator for me. Yeah, well, you know, Ryan, it's the dangest thing. Uh, some fr- a friend of mine from high school and college, we were best friends with each other. And then marriage happens and kids happen. We, we lost each other for all a long time. I looked up one day and there he was. And we, we took off, went for a ride, and hadn't seen each other forever. And he goes, Mark, you can't eat these books, these books. Well, there was a, a writer, a local writer in Utah. He's been, I think he got in a car wreck in like 1990-something. Anyway, he wrote a bunch of books, and we just got into these books, and they and they were, it was Mostly treasure in the state of Utah. I mean, I'm virtually all of it, Utah. 
and we just got into it big time, and uh, we started going out, and there was just, well, there was actually three of us, and one day, I, I heard, I didn't know anything about it. his name was uh, George Thompson, and uh, I heard he lived in the town that I lived in at the time, and this was like pre-cell phone time. Few guys had them, but mostly nobody. So anyway, I was out and about, and I went and looked, went to a phone booth, you know, and looked it up, and there he was. I mean, there was his number, one, and he was only a mile away from where I was, so I drove over, and I thought, wonder which house. Well, here's this house with mining stuff all over, and I went back and called him. He said, yeah, come on over. So we, we was chasing some stuff down. His books were great. And the good stuff, he would tell you how to get there, but you couldn't get there. I mean, he didn't want you there, but he wanted you to write, you know, read his books. So we, I went over, and we had, it was a Butch Cassidy hideout. And uh, it was out in the middle of nowhere, out in the uh, Sanderfield Swell, which is, is, is a part of the Grand Canyon. It just comes, you know, all through Utah. And we, he went over, and he, and he wasn't terribly friendly, but he was reasonably friendly, and he goes, well, what are you looking for? And I said, well, we're looking for this butch guest. He says, where do you think it is? And I said, well, we think it's right here. And I quote, he goes, oh, good hell, you're 100 miles away. <laughs> and I thought, you're kidding. We went exactly. Anyway, he told me how to get there, and he was right on. And we went to this hideout, and I've tried to find it a couple times since, and the, uh, the environmentalists have pretty much you cannot get there, get there anymore. We drove right in and had to hike, and now you can't. Now you got to go from another direction, and I can't find it again. But cabins and a couple of old cabins, and and it was. And so that's kind of what started it. Really, we just kind of got taken by it. It was just kind of a like you know, like like you caught a cold or something you couldn't get rid of. But that's kind of what started it, and then uh, you know it. It, it kind of evolved from there. We met a guy, a friend of mine, one of the three of us that would go out. He goes, Mark, and we had, well, no, we hadn't started. We, this guy, he, they go, Mark, we, you got to meet this guy. So I said, well, let's, yeah, let's do it. So we meet up with this guy, unbeknownst to us, at the level he was playing in. I mean, Indiana Jones had nothing on him. And, uh, uh, we we went and met at this friend of mine's shop. Went upstairs in this little oh, little room that they would go over plans in. And and Wayne comes in. He's got all these maps under his arms. Introduce how you doing, good young man. And he goes uh, shut the door. So there was four of us there, three of us and him. And he, we we shut the door. And he goes how how dangerous you want to make this. <laughs> And, and we looked at each other, the two of my, my one, we looked at each other like, are you kidding? And he wasn't kidding. And he rolls out this map, and uh, it wasn't some old Spanish map. It was his, but he had written all over it. And uh, he rolls it out, and there's, there's chicks, there's circles, there's stars, there's stuff all over it from the Uintas up here in Utah. And, uh, you know, he wouldn't necessarily volunteer anything but he would tell you if you ask him he would go oh yeah this is blah 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 and so i'm going along and he, i go uh 
well, Wayne, what, what is this? He goes, oh, it's a Spanish mine we found. And see, we were early in the game. It's a Spanish mine. Yeah, there was nothing in that one. Oh, okay. And then we're going along. Well, what about this? And he goes, well, that was a cannon we found stuck in the ground. And we go, a cannon? And he goes, yeah. Is it still there? Oh, I'm sure it was. We didn't care about it. We wanted the gold. And it would just go through like this. And the guy absolutely fascinated me. I mean, he just did. And we got to be real good friends after. Uh, we uh, w- One funny thing, we got his number after, you know, we had met. And I would call him. I'm the one that got really close to him. And we would go over to his house. And I, I got to tell you something funny, Ryan. This is mm-hmm. came right out of his mouth. Uh, his wife would be there. He was a contractor. I'm a contractor. Mm-hmm. So Wayne was fairly easy. You know, when, if you got the right times, you could get hook up with him. And we we go to his house, which wasn't all that far away, just just down out of kind of a little town outside of Ogden. And his wife hated our guts, <laughs> and, and I'll tell you why. So we go there, meet there with Wayne, and Wayne get all excited. Wayne told me once he would go out and through the Uinas, uh, and they were on horses, so they really could cover a lot of ground, and they knew what they were doing. Uh, and he said, you know, uh, I'm going to go, and he, I think he was a shoestring relation to these two other guys. And they, from what I understand, they were crazy buggers, but they, he said, I'm going to go meet up with them, and I'll see you, uh, you know, a few days. Okay, be careful, you know, don't don't kill yourself. Wayne didn't come back for 10 weeks. <laughs> he was up there for 10 weeks. And I said, well, Wayne? And he said, yeah, we, we got, kind of got on a roll. I guess when he got home, his wife all but cut his head off. <laughs> and I, he, he never expl- he never told, admitted, but he told, I think this is what pretty much killed Wayne's uh, prospecting uh you know, endeavors. And then we come in and we get him all pumped up because we were pumped up and that's why she hated our guts. But we would come over and he would go get his maps and stuff and he'd go over and, oh, I'm getting so excited. And he would tell us this, that, and some of these, he got into some pretty amazing places. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. So we, we never did get to go out with him. But we tried, and you know schedules and stuff, and we all had families, and he had pretty much his family's kind of raised and gone, and and uh, a friend of mine, this is how the powwow started. I'm a contractor. I was building my own house, and there was a guy that came around there. Now you've met Kent. Mm-hmm. Well, Kent was the inspector for the county here in Morgan, and he would come and. Uh, inter, you know, uh, inspect my house, and then we'd sit and BS for four hours after, because Kent can really, can really BS. And uh, and he, I was telling him about Wayne. Oh man, I've heard about him. I want to meet him. I want to meet him. So I said, Well, I'll tell you what. I'll just uh, hook up a, a little get together, and and I did. And there was uh, four of us: Wayne, me, Kent, and a friend of mine. And we just sat there and and did our thing you know was talking and here you you got a guy that not only had the t-shirt but he had done it and uh, <laughs> uh a couple of days later i called one of my
my friends, and I said, you know, that was really fun. We had to do that some more, and that's what started it. As humble as that is, that was four people uh, counting me, and it exploded to craziness. You know, we never, it never in a million years thought it would. And that's what's so fascinating about all this to me is just how humble you are and how humble this this group of guys that you have are. You guys have never been in it for money, never been in it for fame. No, no. You've never, you've never, you know, had it function that way. It's just a group of like-minded individuals. And I was blown away with just how inviting you were the first time. I, I mean, this was decades ago. And yeah, it was a while. A long time ago. And I, you've it hit was. on so many topics, Mark, that you knocked it right out of the park with the first question, which was amazing. I absolutely love the San Rafael Swell. If nobody's been there in Utah, it is oh. one of the, isn't, you know, am I right? It's just such a gem. Oh, it's unreal. And, and Especially if you dive into the history of what has happened there. And that's I the mean, big thing. Back, yeah. It, it goes back a million years. It, it's, it's, it's a, you know, like you said, it's a gem. It is really is it. Uh, but, well, let me tell you. So, so what we, we started doing this, the powwow, we called it the powwow for no reason. There was three or four of us, you know, we, it didn't mean anything. And I, I talked to guys, well, I don't like, I don't want to go to a bunch of Indian stuff. It's got nothing. It's got, it doesn't go anywhere with the Indian thing. It, it doesn't disrespect it doesn't it doesn't anything it just it's literally just a word that's stuck and now it's in stone but what happened uh ryan is uh so we started getting together quite a bit well we tried to do it twice a year and uh and we did that for a long time but i wouldn't i would call and invite wayne oh yeah i i but what happened wayne had started into uh alzheimer's Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, you know, people that have, everybody's kind of been hit with that a little bit. I mean, n- they've known somebody. And he would say, yeah, and then he would call me, Mark, I just can't go. Well, here his wife, his, her, her name was Bonnie, she would call me. Because here she hated my guts for getting him so excited. But now Wayne was homebound, and, and she told me, she said, Mark, keep asking him. I, I said, I will. Absolutely, and I said, not only that, I will come pick him up, and I'll take him home. Because those people with Alzheimer's, it kind of freaks them out to be around something they're not familiar with. And uh, and this kind of goes in a, a strange area. So he, he never did come back, and, and Bonnie would go, please ask. And I said, I will. I absolutely will invite him again. So we did. We invited him every time. Well, Wayne ended up passing away. September of '03, and the reason I remember that, I, I remember calling my dad, and I said, Dad, I, I had a good friend that passed away. Oh, that's too bad. So my dad passed away two months later, three months, so I don't right in there. And I just by chance was going by his house, and my dad had only been gone for a few days, so I was tender. I mean, you'd look at me sideways, and I just couldn't take it. I mean, that's about how bad I was. And I stopped by the house just to tell them, you know, condolences for Wayne and stuff. And and we got talking and everything. Well, I just tell these friends of mine, I said, I what I had done, I'd stop by to say, you know. And they said, call him back. 
color back and ask if we could have the maps. And I said, I can't do that. And they kept bugging me. I said, all right, I'll try it. So I called. I called Bonnie and I said, you know, would it be okay if I just kind of copied Wayne's maps? You know what, Mark? <clears throat> Wayne would want you to have them. And I said, oh, yes. Well, wow. she's give me a week to find them. And I said, okay. Yeah, they're a week to the second I called. I, did, I can't find them. And so give me another week. So I gave I just just got milked on and on. And I think she was looking. But I'd always, when we'd go to his house, you could hear him go downstairs, little small house. And you could hear him going under the steps. I said, Bonnie, just go down, you know, and I told her. Well, she ended up finding everything, called me and come and get him. But she didn't have the dang map. She had a lot of his personal writings, a ton of stuff. Well, reasonable. And uh, she handed them to me. And I wait, I made copies. I said, listen, this stuff's real important to you now because he's gone. And I'm going to bring it back. And she said, great. That's, and so I did. I made copies of everything, but I didn't get the dang map. Oh, I tell you, it just, oh, oh, Wayne, come back and give me that map. But I, <laughs> I never did get it. And you never know, did. this is, I mean, it's, it's like gold falling through your fingertips, this history and the knowledge that these men have, including yourself. I find that just over and over again, um, you know, reading the writings of Gail Rhodes and Carrie Ross Borden and, you know, so many others. There's, There's so much knowledge of the state of Utah and, you know, gold in the land of Zion. And it's something that a lot of people just kind of uh they brush off as as you know old wives tales and things that aren't right. real but right the evidence exactly. is there the evidence is there yeah and a lot of people still oh that's bs there's no spanish here there's so much there's so much that's uh that it's not hard to find i mean you you kind of got to get focused and centered and and maybe directed a little bit at first for sure uh, well, let me tell you want another story about Wayne. Oh, I'd love, I'd love it. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> how did I hear this? It had to have been from, oh, well, yeah, it was from Wayne. When he was still, you know, pretty with it, he could, you know, he could get into it with you and talk to you before he started losing it. There's a place up in, it's called, uh, there was, uh, dang it, the Ice Caves. Have you ever heard of them? It's not too far from where, it's not too far from Duchesne. Have you heard of them? You know, I may have heard from them, but it wasn't a whole lot. So I'm 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 on the edge of my seat. Well, the ice caves. Now there is a lot of tribal land, so you. But you know, there's you just got to know not to go there. I mean, hello, you just don't go on that Indian land. Is boy, you can really catch hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it ain't good. But he, these. This guy and I guys and the, I was I was a, I still am I'm a contractor, and that's going to come into involved here. He was telling us that they were him and this this guy, and the name I thought, dang it, that's an odd name. And the guys that were digging my holes, that was their name. And I'll go into that, but they were messing around in this by the ice caves. This ice cave is a cave, and see I'm I'm about six one, and I have to bend over to get in it. But middle of summer, it can be 100 outside. And the, the Spanish would put their meat in there and stuff, stuff like that. And it's it's ice inside there. It's it's You don't have to go in far. 
Why it works that way, I have no idea, but it, it keeps things cold. But it was right by that, and there was an area there with just a ton, ton of uh, uh, Spanish writing on the trees. And, and Wayne knew what the heck he was reading. I mean, he knew what he was doing. I mean, there was a ton. And the sad thing is, by the time we got there, Ryan, there had been a beetle infant, uh, what's, what's the word? The beetles had attacked the trees there. And so they clear-cut the whole area, all five acres maybe. And uh, funny, just a side note, the bank of Invernal <clears throat> went up and was cutting some of the uh, Spanish tree signs out of these fallen trees and had them in their bank. And so anyway, uh, Wayne and this guy was up there, and they were following. They, well, they, they found some kind of Spanish something, a, a helmet or something, sword, I don't know. <clears throat> and so this guy, he was an excavator. His sons are my excavators, and they took this D9 cat up there. Didn't get permission from anybody, I'm telling you. If they both, if they both weren't dead, I'm sure they'd be, you know, they'd be in trouble. They cut their own road in. And I, it was funny because they named the guy's name, and I was cutting a hole a couple of days later. I went up to these two brothers, and I said, hey, uh, you, know, you know, they looked at me, and they go, well, that's our dad. And it's kind of like, why? What do you want to? And I told him. The guy says, I was in high school when that happened. And I was the one, I was with my dad, and I was driving the cat. Anyway, they go up there and they dig this hole. Well, this road, rather. And Wayne told me how to get there, and he was right on. We went up there. And they, Wayne had gotten some dynamite. <laughs> Whoever knows why or how. And he, uh, this Lane, the kid, was telling me. He was a kid then, a uh, high school kid then. And he said, Wayne went in, stuck this dynamite in the, in the in a hole or whatever they drilled, and he comes running out there, this middle-aged man come running out there just as fast as he can. And, and Wayne said, all of a sudden, cop, boom. And he said, the whole mountain just shaking. And they was chucking rocks the size of bowling balls, just mowing trees down. No permission. They just did it. I mean, my word, if you did that now, you'd never get out of jail. <laughs> so as soon as the dust settles, they all ran in and was looking around, and they worked the area for oh, a while, and they never found any gold at all. And this is where it gets crazy, Ryan. So a friend of theirs, of, of Wayne's, uh, a, a you know, middle-aged man, went in and said, Wayne, uh, do you care if I take my metal detector through all these tailings? And he goes, no, 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 you you bet, you go for it. So this guy comes, gets his metal detector, he's working all these tailings from blowing up the dang mountain, and he worked his way around the side. Now this is going to get weird, Ryan. And I, I, I was so hot on this little part I'm going to tell you here. I went up there, and I couldn't find that damn thing. But he, Wayne pointed on the map. There it was right there is where he found this. So this metal detecting guy worked his way around. He couldn't find anything where they were at. And he works his way, and it's steep. It's fairly steep. And he comes, this is crazy, Ryan. I'm telling you this is crazy, but I'm just going to tell you. Uh, he finds this yellow dirt. Mm. And he thinks, that is really weird. I mean, there's nowhere else, but there's this yellow dirt. And so he goes, oh, that's crazy. And this is where it gets weird. He digs this yellow dirt up, 
puts it in his pack or something and tells Wayne Bice, you know, and takes it home. Next day, the yellow dirt had went right through his pack. I don't know, burned a hole through it. I don't know, but it went through his pack. Mm -hmm. So he cleans his dirt up, and he puts it in like a coffee can. A couple days later, a day later, it had gone right through the coffee can. So he puts it in a glass bottle, and he takes it down to the University of Utah. And he says, you know, could you guys check this out? And I don't know what it is. Yeah, sure. They did it, and it went through their machine, screwed up their machine. And he comes back, and they go, what, uh, what is this? You know what you did to us? You know? And the guy goes, well, where did you find it? He goes, I don't know. See you later. Bye. Mm-hmm. And so I was hot to trot. I wanted to find this stuff. And I, could, I would gladly show somebody, but I, I didn't find it. I couldn't find it to save me. No. It's, it's always bugged me. It's always bugged me. And Wayne wasn't a BSer. Uh, he just wasn't. He just wasn't that type. But anyway, uh, that's what started the whole powwow thing, his old brother Wayne. It's like that with these things. It is, um, the more you get into them, the less you talk, is what I've noticed in my own personal experience. The more real it becomes, the, the more real, you know, as you certify it in your own mind, you start to realize like, oh, wow, we're really playing with fire, no pun intended. And as an example of that, I'm glad that you mentioned not to go on tribal lands just uh, last Sunday, just a week ago. Uh, a couple was shot uh, riding know, UTVs. Yeah, I'm sure you heard about it up there in Duchesne County. And yes, I, did. I mean, according to the news release, there was absolutely no reason. They might have just been in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, and they don't want you there. And I don't blame them. They've, they've earned that right. But there's many stories like this where well you know a lot of these mines and caves and possible uh sanctuaries that may hold treasure of various kinds are up in the mountains of utah and yeah. you know the speaking with uh carrie ross boren and others i've found you know caleb as we mentioned the Rhodes family i mean there's there's a long and vast history of the the Lost Roads mines, and I say that with an S at the end of the mines because it isn't just one, is it? No, no. There's uh, many, 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 many. But I'll tell you that that place hides a secret pretty well. Mm-hmm. And speaking really speaking of secrets, um, something that I don't want to be a secret is this amazing gathering. This this group, uh, the Moon Lake Gathering. And it is, it's something that talk about giving back to the community that is interested in these mysteries. You don't charge a thing for it. It's free of charge. Let's tell listeners about the Moon Lake Gathering, where it's held this year. It's coming up real quick and uh, how to get involved. Well, okay. Let me, let's, uh, let's just go back one year. Mm -hmm. So last year, well, we'd, we'd had the powwow when, when you came up and talked. We had it up above my house. I live up in the mountains in a valley, and uh, I know the guys that owned this whole mountain range. Morgan County is like 99% private land. Guys, and they go, oh, yeah, sure. Anyway, we, we had it up there. We got too big. We couldn't park everybody, and then there was kind of a tiff in the family, and I know both sides, and I didn't want to. So I thought, I, really, I, I, I have a barn 
And uh, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to get the real hardcore boys, the real purists, and we'll just have it here. And I said, I'm just going to downsize this a lot. And uh, we did one, and it was okay. It wasn't great. It was our. It was fun. And uh, we used to have a big barbecue at it, too. And so, uh, anyway, the Moonlight thing came up. And I thought, ooh, you know. And we we got to be great friends with the guy that owns the lodge at Moon Lake. And he also owns the store and the little bed and breakfast in Mountain Home, which is just the little dinky, dinky town before you get to Moon Lake. Mm-hmm. So we went and talked to him. And he goes, oh, let's do it, let's do it. Well, you, you, oh, I got the big area we can park. You know, you can set up chairs and everything. And 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 uh, I said, let's do it. Well, you're going to have a million cars there. Nobody's going to walk in. And they said, oh no, we they they've been parking down on the shore of Moon Lake forever. And I, it's just in my mind. I thought, I don't know. This is national park type of thing and state park or whatever. Well, we. We just went forward with it, and we had the speakers lined up. We had everything, and so this was our first really remote powwow. And about oh five weeks before, he calls me. He goes, "I don't know if we can do this." And I said, "What?" Because we had Terry Carter doing videos. We had people coming in from all over the country, and you don't know who's coming. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I knew some, and he goes, "Well," he said, "Well," I said, "What happened?" We had a wedding at the uh, Moon Lake, uh, at the lodge there. And I said, okay. And the the, uh, Forest Service boys came down on him. And I said, well, Greg, how many people did you have there? 20. I said, they got pissed at you for 20 people? I said, we might have 500. (laughs) And And it just fell apart in one second, in one second in a phone call. And we were just, what are we gonna do? We didn't even know who's coming. So one of the ladies that were going to was speaking at the powwow, I called her and said, "We're we're in deep trouble." Well, what's the matter? And she said, "Hey, hey, just relax. Uh, give me a day." And I said, "Okay, but you you're not getting one minute more because we've got to do something here. We was going to make some video saying it's been postponed, and hopefully." And so she calls me back and says, uh, "I've got us Altamont Park." which is a little dinky town just outside of the, the road up to Moon Lake. And it's got a big pavilion, in, and it was perfect. We ran up there, saw it. We bought the park, you know, rented the park. And uh, it was absolutely letter perfect. It, at least you're sitting in grass, bring your chair. And we had the pavilion. And otherwise, we were going to be sitting on a sagebrush mountain, I mean, you know, it was kind of cl- sort of cleared out. So we went there, and it was just almost memorable. We had people from, I don't know, seven or eight states, which just blew me away. So this year, uh, it's at the Altamont Park. We still call it the Moon Lake Gathering. And uh, we didn't know if we should call it the powwow because there's a lot of tribal everything up there. We didn't want to. You know, we don't. We're not out to make anybody mad, and it was just a name that stuck, like they said. So it's at Altamont Park, which is uh, which will be on the uh, 12th and 13th. And so Friday would be the 12th, 
And I think you're speaking Friday night, right? Or is it Saturday? Mm-hmm. I can't remember which. I want to say it's Friday. It is Friday. I, That's right. I think it is Friday, yeah. And we've got four speakers on each night. But there's one thing that we, we, we had up here in Morgan. We had an open mic that just was amazing. And so we wanted to continue that. And the reason, well, I guess there's a lot of reasons, but one of the main reasons is we're in the basin. You can't find anybody in the basin that hasn't seen stuff. Uh, that's just the way it is. Everybody, and it goes from Bigfoot to UFOs to you name it. Those basin boys, and the basin is Vernal and Duchesne and that whole area. Uh, we thought this this open mic is going to be unreal. Well, it didn't really work very good last year because we tried to sneak it in between speakers. just didn't work. We had a handful. But so Saturday day at, say, 10 a.m. till 3-ish, uh, whatever, we're going to have – they've got a, a covered area there that they have picnic, you know, uh, probably have the whole town in there and have picnics and stuff, picnic tables and everything. And we're going to have an open mic there to bring your artifacts and stuff like that. Last year, there was a lot of guys showing artifacts in the parking lot. And uh, it was, I went there, I went last year on Saturday, I went there about three to help put up the mics. And and, and I I got sidetracked. I, <laughs> there was some neat stuff going around there. So we've set apart Saturday day. For that and then we'll roll into the speakers at five o'clock Saturday night. So Friday night at five, Saturday night at five, and then Saturday basically all during the day. Man, it is going to be great, Mark. And you're right about people, locals having information, and you know, everybody's got a story. I remember when I first moved up to the basin, uh, my neighbor across the street. Her name, um, she's since passed. Her name was Kitty Manning. And um, she uh, grew up and her family owned the Rock Creek Ranch up there. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. And yeah. she was telling me stories as a girl when she was growing up. And she mentioned that, you know, they had these caves on the property and near the property and how they would hear sounds inside the caves that sounded like voices. They would see lights going in and out of the cave at night. And, I mean, this is treasure land. There is... Oh, oh I'll say. Such it's a rich history. tribal land, too. It's right. That's right. And so you, you'd stay away from that stuff. Yeah, and historically, the Uinta Basin and Duchesne County have long been home to the Native Americans, and there's evidence of treasure and inhabitants. Uh, there's all kinds of, as you've mentioned, there's Coke ovens and places where yeah. you can melt down the ore and heck even on uh some of my properties there in the duchesne basin in the duchesne area and in the uinta basin there near fort duchesne i have found uh coins that are, are, are back from the 1800s i've found artifacts that seem to be spanish in nature and i'll bring some of those and um i think most recently i was telling you about a chinese coin yeah. that probably uh you know, came from uh, one of the first uh, store owners there in Fort Duchesne. He was he was from China, and 
this I mean, this area is certifiably one of the most rich areas of history that you can come across. It's amazing, and it's beautiful. It is. Let me, I'll give you a good one, Ryan. Mm -hmm. So the lady that bailed us out last year got us the park. She's lived there her whole life. And uh, Patsy, uh, she was telling me, so she goes to school all through Duchesne, you know, the Duchesne High School, the whole thing. And she, when she was a young girl, probably 12-ish, she had a really good friend, and her dad owned the store there in Duchesne. And so she would come to work for her dad. And so, the, you know, this was probably the 60s, I'm sure, because Patsy's just a few years younger than me. So 60s-ish, and she said she would work the cash register and stuff for her dad. And... uh Let's see, how did this work? Oh, yeah. So uh, there was an old, old Indian that would come in to buy, you know, his what he needed for the month or whatever. And she would help him, and she and this guy would give her a gold nugget, a little gold nugget. And, and, and her dad said, yeah, you just, when he comes through, you just, you know, yes. So they, uh, he came back, and he'd buy all the stuff, slide her over a little gold nugget. So one time, this last time, and she sent me a picture. Patsy sent me a picture of this coin. It wasn't her. It was her girlfriend, but, you know. So uh, this old Indian came in, bought his stuff, and, and this time he didn't give her a nugget. He gave her a Spanish coin that was, like, pristine. Whoa. I mean, my, I'd have to go dig. I'll, Ryan, remind me, and I'll show you the picture. I've got to dig it out. It's in my phone, and at night it's hard to find stuff in there, but... He slides a, this Spanish coin over to this young girl, and she, you know, he walks out with his beans and rice or whatever, and she, the little girl, grabs the coin and runs it over to her dad. Dad, this is what this uh, the old Indian gave me this time, and his, her dad, which was a very nice thing for her dad to do, he said, "Now listen, Sally, whatever her name was, I want you to keep this forever and remember the story and how you got it." And she has. She's kept that coin for, I don't know, 50 years, something like that. So this, this, that, 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 that Duchesne Basin fascinates me. Just absolutely knocks me off. Knocks me off my feet. And then, and you know, and I will tell you, you're welcome to come to this. I mean, you're coming to you speak, but uh, I would tell you, honestly, don't sit on your chair and listen and wait for the next guy. Go out and mingle with the people, and you'll meet. Here, here's some. Well, Ryan, I don't want to be doing all the talking here. <laughs> you want another one? Yeah, I love this. I can't get enough of it. So we're uh, Patsy got us the fairgrounds in Altamont, and we can park our trailers there or whatever. And I'm telling you, it's not nice. It is not nice, but it's flat. And we will have a couple porta potties there. So last year we were there, and there was a couple of guys just over from us, just minding their business, doing their thing. So I walked over, and hey, how's it going? How you doing? Oh yeah, we're here for the panel. Good to see you. And I get talking to them, and they had gone to the powwow Friday night, and they had been mingling, and somebody told them about a a Bigfoot thing 
I see. What do you call it, Ryan? Uh, is there a name for it when these when the Bigfoot boys would know where they, they have an inhabitant place where they would stay, the Bigfoots? I think they're pretty migratory, mm-hmm. but they would bend over trees and make a sort of a shelter yeah. of sorts. Yeah, like a lair. Well, mm-hmm. well, whatever it's called. But it was a Bigfoot thing up in the U.S., and some guy had told these two guys, and uh, instead of going back Saturday night, they took off and went over to the dang Bigfoot thing. I Hopefully they'll be here this year, and I, I'm going to see if they ever found it, because I thought that was pretty fascinating, pretty dang interesting. And they so they didn't make it back. Funny, cracks me up. I probably would have done the same. Yeah. You've brought in a big, you're hitting all the points, Mark. You've brought in a big area of high strangeness there in the basin that has been going on for a long time. I remember being a fly fishing guide up on uh, the Green River for about a decade, and you'd hear these stories of these mountain men, and they had a lot of sightings of these creatures in the woods. And, you know, I I was a part of the first, I can't say the name because I had to sign an NDA, but the first big, real large Bigfoot hunting expedition in the state of Utah by, uh, really, yeah, one of the most prominent groups. And I'll tell you, it was right there in the Uinta Mountains and things were found. That's as far as I can go, but things very wow. obvious. I mean, I'm, I'm convinced <clears throat> I'm, I'm a total believer. I remember being on my horse uh, right there in Duchesne County and I was up on a bluff and I saw what I, I really honestly believed it was just a guy in a big fur coat, maybe a crazy person or something. And so I wanted to cruise over and see what was going on. And we could not, this was my fastest horse. We couldn't catch up with the thing. It dusted us. So there's something to all this. I mean, kind of switching gears into the cryptozoology there in the Uinta Basin and Utah in general, there really is a lot of stories, and there really is something to all of it. I think so. Uh, we spend a lot of time. We've got to the point where, if we don't know you and know your story, we will. You know, we we uh, you're not going to speak at the powwow. And if we find out, you know, hear your story and you're legit, then we'll uh, you know we'll then we'll talk. But we had a guy Ryan, and this wasn't in. This was a lot, so. There's the south slope of the U.N.S. and the north slope, and uh, all this that we're talking about is on the south slope. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, the south slope's a lot wilder than the north slope. Mm-hmm. Not that there's not some wild stuff on the north slope. We went and interviewed a guy, <clears throat> fascinating guy. <clears throat> they were on the north slope, so there was on the opposite side of where we're all at, and he. And his neighbor took their sons up to go fishing. And uh, I'll even tell you the, uh, the drainage if you want me to. <laughs> and the lake that they were on, Kubarant. Okay. That's the name of the drainage. And Kubarant, historically, they said that the Indians wouldn't let their people go up there because of the, you know, the mountain monsters and stuff. And there's been a lot of sightings in that area. Well, they hiked into the lake there, Kubarant Lake. This was this was years ago. He's an older man now. <clears throat> and uh, in fact, if you want to go to our Facebook page, we've got pictures of some of the uh, footprints that they pulled off. Oh yeah, it's, let's let's tell our listeners uh, what what the name of the Facebook page is so they can find it. 
It's gathering at Moon Lake and then forward slash Morgan Powwow. And it'll take you right there. Go digging through there. We've, we've been putting a lot of stuff on there this year. So they're up there fishing. And the thing with the UN is if you're people that are from up here know what I'm talking about, people from out of the, you know, not from the area. If you don't like this lake, there's another lake a half a mile away. And if you don't like that one, there's another lake a half a mile away. That's just the, that's the UN. There's a ton of lakes up there. So they were fishing the lake there. And they go, and so there was two adults and then probably five or six young boys, their their boys that were up there. So they decided, let's just hike over to whatever the lake is next to them. So they hike out of there. They get onto a high high hill overlooking Kubrant, and uh, they look down there, and there was a Bigfoot drinking out of the the lake or, or whatever. Maybe he was fishing. But they said they got a perfect sighting him. And, I mean, there was no question. And the dang boys, they so they sit and watch and watch. And the dang kids, which the kid would do, started screaming and yelling. The Bigfoot looks up at him, and he turns around and starts off into the, It took a while to hit the tree line. And the two dads go, let's go, let's go down there. So they, they told their boys, they said, don't you move. Don't you dare move. You sit right here, and I don't want, you know. And so the two men went down there to chase him. Like, and they, so they got down there, found the footprints and everything, and, and they, they, they followed him for a while, and they started to look. They looked at each other, and they said, do you really want to catch him? And the other one says, no. And so they got the heck out of there. Mm-hmm. And he's had, he, went, he just got hooked on Bigfoot after that. And uh, they went back up there in light snow, so they thought they could find footprints easier that way. And he was with his boys. Well, the boys were a lot better shape than he was in. And in the same area, this was, I don't know, five months later or whatever, and uh, they get up. The kids got to the top of this hill where they were going to take a rest, and they saw that it had to be the same one. And they saw him, and they start screaming, well, the Bigfoot takes off, and the poor dad, he uh, by the time he got there, it was gone. It'd be like pheasant hunting with a dog that's three fields ahead of you. <laughs> You're not going to win there. The dang dog scares up everything long before you get there. But we've invited him, and I don't. He's kind of shy. He just we haven't been able to get him. But we well, that's the kind of guys we go chasing down. They are real. Real assets in this community because it is, you know, there's so many folks that have had high strangeness occur in the Uinta Basin. You get you get UFO reports, you get portals that open up and close. the 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 Utah treasure aspect is something that you can legitimately kind of a nuts and bolts thing if you get out there and dig around and use a metal detector it's something that you can actually nail down and say here's the proof you know showing some of the artifacts but some of these other things are so wild that you really have to get it from the horse's mouth and hear it from the people who have experienced it right that's true we had we had one that was just i heard it the guy that told me they have been it's his family and they have been 
unbelievably lucky and successful about finding stuff. <clears throat> but they went to, uh, there's the story on our Facebook page and a picture of this. If you want to hear high, crazy stuff, uh, go to our Facebook page and read the story. You'll go down, you'll see it. It looks kind of like a volcano. And it's right there in the basin. And read the story. It's, it would take too long to tell it to you on here. And it, it's only, you know, it's not a long story, but it just, it's a fascinating thing. I, I went to lunch with the guy that did it twice. <clears throat> I went years, a few years ago, and then I went the other day because I wanted the guy that writes for us mm-hmm. to uh, to hear it. Because <clears throat> he wanted to do an article, and we put it, he did, put it on our Facebook page. And I'll tell you what. If you haven't read anything for a while, read this one because it and, and with pictures, it is amazing. Yeah. And the story is actually longer than the article, but pretty good, good stuff. You know, it's funny, man. Speaking about branching out, when we first started, it was Spanish gold, Spanish gold, Spanish gold, uh, George's book, Spanish gold. And to be honest with you, we just kind of got uh, burned out on it. And uh, so we thought, you know what would be cool? Wouldn't it be neat to get a Bigfoot guy? And that's about as far as it went. And I, I remember telling the guy, I said, where are you going to find a Bigfoot guy? I mean, that's got to be pretty rare. Not so much. <laughs> if you if you get out there and get talking to people, there's a lot of people that have seen, had some pretty dang good uh, sightings, very good sightings. And it's not that hard to find them. We have found a bunch. I, I've heard a bunch of stories, and to be honest with you, almost all of them I find very, very legitimate. They're, they're not the type of they don't go looking for you. You go looking for them. So why would they spin you some yarn that's just a mile long? It's, uh, it's they're there. I mean, I haven't seen one, but uh, yeah, they're there. Oh yeah, and it can be that thing that kind of connecting <clears throat> that connecting thread uh, to this weirdness. I remember when I, I you know, I, I get kind of a hard time from my wife's family sometimes because they know I'm into some things that are a little bit fringy. And I yeah. remember speaking with my uh, father-in-law who uh, passed, but he was a he was a Navy SEAL, SEAL Team Six. You know, went to Vietnam. Very very uh, real world guy. And you had to you show him something to convince him. And I remember one day, uh, he and my mother-in-law pulled me aside and they said, Ryan, when it comes to the Bigfoot thing, you got us convinced. We were in Oregon, where they lived, and they said they were just driving down the road and it crossed right in front of them. And they both looked at each other and said, okay, then. And this, I mean, this stuff happens. And it, it, you don't have to be a believer. A lot of these people with stories... <clears throat> They're not believers when they see these things, and you know it, they only become believers after they've seen these things. Wow, that's a good that's that's cool. And after that, they were they were all on board with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't seem as weird, I guess, to them, but it it's it's amazing. I think it's such a good group of people that you have, and and I'm so glad to be confirmed on the speakers list because I can't wait to share some stuff and. I've seen it. I mean, I've seen the Utah treasures, even if those are just coins or Spanish stirrups that you dig up out of the ground. I mean, this is stuff I've put my hands on and seen. And, you know, you can't you can't say somebody just went out there with these stirrups and buried them for fun. 
I mean, these are things that are hard to come by. And that's what's my, amazing. Uh, just a, a, another guy I know that I, I do, he does a lot of work for me. And his, his ancestors um, have found all kinds of things, Spanish bridles. I mean, you name it. It's, it's up there. It's up there. So, Ryan, tell me about your stirrup, because we, this, this guy that's speaking uh, Friday night, they found a couple stirrups. And they were amazing. They were amazing. Uh, are are you, the ones that you've seen? Are they? Uh, they almost look like a shoe that you'd slide your foot in. That's exactly right. They're beautiful. They look like they're uh, hammered out of brass. They're a lot smaller than yeah. our feet because the Spanish had a lot smaller feet. Uh, that kind of blew me away. They have yeah. little uh, triangles, like open triangles at the bottom. Uh, cut out of them so that if it you know was raining or whatever these things would drain out i mean they were really ahead of their time as far as i mean they would work you could hook them up to a horse now and they'd still work if you could find one your size and they were bulletproof they might they might be at the powwow oh that'd be great Uh, what uh my guy uh he's gonna bring a handful of things they and i hopefully i'll you know what i'm gonna put a bug in his ear to bring that stirrup because that thing is, it looks like it was built yesterday, made yesterday. Mm-hmm. They're that good of shape. Yeah, they polish right up. I mean, they polish right That's up. Unbelievable. Yeah. I've seen so dang many things. I, I got to tell you, I, so we had the powwow up at the canyon where, where you were at. <clears throat> and uh, this guy brought a bunch of his stuff, and I was so over the top excited. And my little, I had a grandson who's now like 21. Mm-hmm. And he was about 10, 11 years old, and uh, he was sitting right next to me. We, they had picnic tables there. And Scott was, okay, this is what this is, and then he'd pass it down the line. And this is what this is, and he'd pass it down the line. So he was sitting next to me, and I pretty much, I, I, I'd seen it before we started. And so I said, Zach, this little guy, but he was always, and he still is, he was, he's very, uh, in, you know, he's attentive. He's not just out throwing rocks and, you know, he was, he's very interested. And so I said, Zach, I want you to know something. And he said, what grandpa? And I said, listen, what you're going to see, most people never get to see it their whole life. And I don't want you to ever forget what you're going to see today. So we're past, there was some, they're called finger bars, gold bars. Have you seen any of them yet, Ryan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, and you know, the reason for the finger bars, because if you, loading some mule up and you got a 500 pound bar you're gonna t- you know so they had these finger bars they they were about the louis cesar about the size of a butterfinger candy bar and they don't they don't look a whole lot different they're a little longer than that but that that way they could even up the loads real easy and so that's one of the reasons that they would make these that that way so we're passing these down and uh, i they a little a gold bar I, you know, gets handed to him. He looks at you, yeah. and I thought, Zach, do you know what you just said? And then there was there was some Spanish crosses, and you've heard of the half cross. I'm sure you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Seen pictures of it. Well, that came to him, and there's a gold nugget embossed in the map on the half cross, and that goes by. He didn't care because there was a Spanish sword coming down the line. And that's and and he just lit up like a Christmas tree with his Spanish uh, sword. Hand him a gold bar, eh. hand him a, a Spanish cross with markings on it. Eh. It just it just made me laugh. 
I mean, I'd never forgotten that. It just made me laugh. But he got to see him, doggone it. Lucky. Lucky. Now, he's going to have some of that stuff. I don't, I know darn well he won't pass these around. He's going to be, he's speaking Saturday. Uh, I'm I'm sure, I don't know for sure what, he said he will bring some artifacts. I don't know to what extent. You can see him. I'm sure he was not going to let you uh, manhandle him and touch <laughs> him, and you know, and and that's understandable. Don't blame that. And some of these I things, know. I mean, some of these artifacts, I, they predate. And this is what's so amazing: we have such a temporary time on this planet as human beings. And some of these artifacts, I've seen pictures um, on that uh, gathering at Moon Lake. Uh, Facebook page that blow me yeah. away. I mean, necklaces that look identical to the Dry Fork Canyon petroglyphs of <laughs> of the uh, on, on the main trail there. I mean, we're talking about stuff that there's there's no telling how old some of these things are. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Uh, you want Ryan? I'm doing all I'm doing a lot of talking here. But... You want another one? Yes, sir. I do. Absolutely, Mark. We now this is on the north slope, so it's the opposite side of where we're at. Uh, we had a guy come to our powwow, and this it was fairly early on. There was only oh a dozen people, and in fact, this guy just passed away within the last two months. <clears throat> he came, and uh, well, he came twice, and. Uh, uh, because a lot of guys didn't like this guy. I got along with him okay. Mm-hmm. But he was telling us a story. And my there was one of my, you know, a lot, when we first started, a lot of my subs were coming to the powwow. And they still do, a lot of them. And there was a guy that came. And this guy was like the the poster boy for uh, the Energizer, Energizer Bunny. This guy, you could leave, he could hike 100 miles a day. He's just that kind of guy. And he was in the search and rescue up and through throughout the UN as a long, I think he still is. But, uh, so this, uh, this guy was telling us a story and, uh, and I'll tell you the story and then I'll tell you where he just kind of chirped in. So he, there was a, he met this kid and he would get in at Bear River service. Now, you know where that is. Mm-hmm. It's just above Evanston there. And this kid would take guys, uh, fishing on horseback and, you know, you'd, Kind of like what you did, kind of, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, outfitting or you bet. or uh, guides or whatever. So they got on their horses, and he would take them to this lake, and then they'd fish, and then, then he would, they'd jump on their horses and go farther in, and another lake, and another lake, and another lake. So they'd be gone all day, and then some. So the kid, probably 20, 18, something like that, he goes, you know what, I'm sick of fishing. You guys fish, and I'm just going to go messing around and uh i'll be back in you know two hours the kid jumps on his horse and he goes and now i didn't understand this and i was told this the other day well a year or so ago i didn't realize how this works the gold vein like the all the mountains except for the uinas which go uh east and west all the others go north and south in in like the whole country and they said that the gold vein will start, and it's like a snake. It goes deep, and then it comes up, and it goes deep. Well, obviously, you're not going to be able to get down to those deep ones. 
But as, a, as that vein goes up, it would get closer to the surface and sometimes probably break the surface. Well, this kid, just by chance, happened on an open pit Spanish mine. And, you know, it was open. And uh, so he was just thinking, and he didn't know what it was. He had no idea. And uh, obviously, it was very high in the mountains. And uh, matter of fact, it's just on the other side of Kubarat, who he's talking about the Bigfoot stuff. And... uh, he sees this big old rock, and he said, that's really kind of cool. So he grabs it, throws it in his back, and then he works his way back to the fishermen, and then they, you know, obviously took off. So he has this rock, didn't think much about it. Well, this guy saw, heard about the story, hit the kid up and, and said, uh, uh, can I, and the kid said, yeah, yeah, here it is, look at it. Can I take this and have an assay? And, then, and the kid said, yeah, I don't care, just, you know, get it back to me. So he did, and the dang thing was like, I don't know, solid gold, but it had a ton of gold in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, a friend of and so we're sitting here at the powwow, and I was looking at this, my, well, he was my plumber, and he was kind of making faces a little bit, because he was falling where this guy was taking him, but the guy didn't think anybody knew where he was at, or he wouldn't have gone, gone there speaking because that's just the way he was. He, he'll he talk, but he doesn't want you to know. And so Jed goes, well, now let's, you know, I'm making some of this. Is there a dead tree with a big rock that looks like you? And he goes, yeah. Mm. And and so the guy had figured out that he knew right where he was at. And he just, he's, I got to go. And he walked, he walked out and drove away. Oh and God. we kind of looked at each other and we go, did somebody say something that kind of made him mad? Or, and I get a phone call who's that kid? And I said, well, you know, da, da, da. and he goes, I, I really like to talk to him sometime. Maybe. And anyway, Jed told me how to get there. Took the four wheelers in, drove up to the lake where the guys were fishing, hiked over and we kept going, kept going and we couldn't find it. So we get home and, uh, I call him. I said, he says, Oh, you're right next to it. Just around the bed. So we said, well, we'll go again. And I can't, I, I don't know if the Forest Service filled the road in that we rode into and revegetated it. I don't know, but I couldn't get to the damn lake. And I could scream, but it, it's there. It's there, oh. yeah. And a lot of things are it's like that. They're, they're hard to get to. A lot of these general areas when you're in search of these, it's, it's, it's hard to exactly pinpoint, you know, technically where they're at. And that's why it's so important. I mean, I see these amazing tidbits and knowledge. Unless you have gatherings like this one that you do at Moon Lake, Mark, I see these tidbits of information and history just falling at the wayside and being forgotten over time. And so it's so important to get like-minded people together like you do. Well, you know, Ryan, it's not for our good looks or and charm and uh, ability to BS. It's the content, and people love it. It's nothing to do with us. We just happen to be there and facilitate it. Uh, it's the content, and, and people love it. Great way to give back to the community that's so interested in it. And, I mean, the the the, the breadcrumbs are there. Caleb Rhodes said there was, I mean, that he was aware of no less than seven gold mines, you know. And, I mean, yeah. this is fascinating to me. I mean, it's not just one. Well, so the one story, Ryan, is... Uh, this one, this happened.
one of his big minds that he and the and the government move, and you know this story as well as I do. He moved the government moved the uh, tribal land over. It got switched up. Uh, other than the fact that I, it, it baffles me because. Yeah, I lost you there for a minute. Oh, I lost you there. Where did I lose you at? The the, the government kind of switched this area up. Yeah, they moved the borderlines over. So Caleb Rhodes went and uh, petitioned. I don't know if he physically went to Washington, D.C., but it's on the congressional record. He went over and he says, if you move those lines back, this was probably 05 or something like that. He said, I'll pay off the national debt if you'll do that. Well, we're not going to do that. He said, fine, see you later, bye. And he said, oh, where is it? And he goes, you're never going to find it. <laughs> so, and I, I, I know you know this story, Ryan. And, uh, but so the, our, our, our trustworthy government put together, oh, I've seen pictures of it. There must have been 30 guys on a horseback to go up there to find Rhodes' mine, this, this mine. And uh, they, they were up there for like, you know, obviously because of weather, they were up there. I don't know, one or two seasons, and they couldn't find it. So they, uh, the government moved the borderline back, and Caleb died like right at the same time. So isn't that crazy? It he is. He was going to pay off the national debt, and that is on the record. That's not just, oh, you know, Uncle Bill told me that. No, that's, that's, that's some serious stuff there. You know, and Caleb, he had a lot of a lot of secret mining adventures that were amazing. And he had that he had not only the history, the family, and the knowledge, but I mean, he's a great example of you know just so much intelligence and knowledge of the area. And you know, as as these guys pass, as we all do, I mean, so much of it is lost. And it, it's I, I don't doubt it for a minute that he could have paid off the national debt. Well, he didn't get a chance because they were messing with him, but he would have. That's amazing. That's amazing. That must be one unbelievable. Well, it's got to be where that that snake, that vein hit high, and they figured out where it was. You know, it it baffles me, and I've heard this, that, and the other. How did the Spanish find all this stuff? I mean, and I've been told they doused it, Mm -hmm. which is baffling to me. Too, uh, it's it's amazing. I mean, but the, but I will tell you, Ryan. There's a lot of mines up there, and not all of them were good. Uh, one in uh, you know one in the, but the ones that they would really knock out, uh, they were the real thing. But then there was a lot of them that were just duds. Yeah. So you could find a mine and get all excited, and they left it. And, you know, we we just had the 24th of July, uh, Pioneer Day, great day for Utahns. And, you know, for those that, that say, you know, this stuff doesn't happen, I mean, you've got to remember that there's a statue there at Immigration Canyon. And who, who's he there standing with other than Escalante and Dominguez? And they were out there doing exactly this, routing, yeah. go, ra- routing and mapping routes for Spanish gold trails. And it's, among other things... You know, this is going to be great, and um, let's let's just touch base one more time on the Moon Lake Gathering, the Gathering at Moon Lake. 
uh, what days it is and, and how people can uh, get up there, get situated and take part in this amazing, amazing thing that's been set up by you? Well, uh, it's, it's, so we kept the name Moon Lake because we had started there and we had our, of all the stupid things, we still had our posters. Uh, but but I, uh, we moved it to Altamont the, on, uh, let's see, it's 12th and 13th of August. 2022 and they will be full days i'm here to tell you uh friday day uh so they start at five o'clock and go till about 10 uh on the friday night saturday night saturday day from 10 o'clock until uh you know until whatever three or well we won't go past three because we'll have to get the microphones and stuff and all that ready over there. Uh, we uh, that will be the open mic. That will be a time to uh, to see what guys will bring stuff. Uh, I, you know, obviously you can't guarantee it, but I would bet money on it because I know some uh, stuff being you know brought for Saturday day. Now Friday day, uh, if you got there early, you could uh, go up to Moon Lake. And Dan Lowe, as I, I hate to push this button too hard because uh, he doesn't want to take a million guys, but that's basically where many think that the uh, the sacred mine is. And uh, it, it got hit by the fire last year. There was a chicken ladder that burned down that just breaks my heart. That sucker was probably 500 years, I don't know, 300 years old, whatever, and it burned and uh, the area, a lot of the uh, tree signs have been burnt down. And but he kind of takes you. It's just on the side, right above, right above the lake. But uh, he took a group last year. Uh, there's a lot, you know. There's a few things happening. There's going to be some guys doing storytelling at the lodge there on Friday day, and then you know just kind of migrate over to the park Friday night. And I, you know what? We ought to talk a little bit about speakers. So, and that's just so everybody knows that's Altamont City Park. Going to talk. Oh, sorry, sorry to you cut out there for just a minute. Uh, Dave Bullock. Now we met Dave last year, and it's fun because uh, his dad, dad and grandpa, and he was just a young boy. Uh, they were out looking for the Lost Roads Mine, which is a really famous mine. And you talk to Dave, and he told me, he said, Mark, don't be calling it the Lost Roads Mine. It's not lost anymore. <laughs> and I thought, wow, I kind of well, can't wait to hear more on that. And then on the, the top off Friday night, we have a lady that's coming to speak on giants and uh, unearthing giants all over the United States. And she, she is really, really fascinating. She's been doing this a few years. I've heard it. And she is amazing. She knows her stuff. Then that pushes us into Saturday. Uh, okay, so back on Dave Bullock, he he is a professional storyteller. And he's just, he's just funny. And so Friday night, I think that his plan is just kind of sort of like cowboy poetry type of thing. And then uh, Saturday day, I was talking to Dave because he's been involved with this stuff forever. And he goes, uh, well, tell me about Saturday day. And I said, well, it's open mic. And Ken and I had pictured 
there'd just be groups talking, you know, over, and he goes, Mark, Mark, no, you can't do it that way. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, let me emcee it, and I'll kind of control it. And I said, Dave, it's all yours, bud. You go for it. So he's going to emcee Saturday day's open mic, and then Saturday night, there'll be uh, Alien Dave, our buddy Dave Rosenfeld. You bet. Who is amazing. And I might add about Dave, I didn't know this until uh, a year ago. That guy is the most amazing artist I've ever seen in my life, Ryan. He's so talented. Yeah. Oh, I just, it, I told, I said, Dave, my kids, are you, you did this? And he, uh, yeah, he's, he's a, an intelligent, good guy. And he's into uh, the paranormal and UFOs and stuff like that. Like Dave a lot. Okay, so we got, I said, Dave. And then we've got, uh, let's see, oh, Dave Bullock. He's going to get serious Saturday night and talk about, like, the roads mine and stuff. Amazing guy. One, two. Well, who am I missing? Uh, oh, Dan Lowe is going to speak. Dan's a low, Dan, uh, Ryan at all. He, he's a historian, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Treasure hunter, but he is. Get mad at me all you want, Dan, but good friend, very, very knowledgeable about a lot of things and treasure and, and the history of that. And then, Ryan, we have the mystery speaker. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be this is gonna blow everybody's minds. Blow everybody's minds. Now now, Ryan, don't give his name. No, I, I, I sure won't. Him. I sure won't. Yeah. Uh I went to lunch with him about five weeks ago. And I'd heard this, that, and the other about him, and, and I thought, well, yeah, this, you know, this guy's interesting, Ryan. He knocked me off my feet. I sat there for two hours in the restaurant, and I had my 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 hands hold my head up. I was taken by him by that much. He's a real deal. Yep, unbelievable guy. And and you know, we've done some videos with Terry Carter. If you want to, you want to see some. One on one, Terry Carter's uh, YouTube videos. Uh, there's he, we he does a lot of videos on this, all this stuff, and he's done a lot on uh, the powwow. So if you want to see some stuff, go on there because he's got a bunch. But I don't like. Give me your ter- your two cents worth on our mystery speaker. Oh my gosh, I, I we we could have a podcast just discussing him. He is, yeah. I mean, he he has so much knowledge, just so much knowledge that, like you said, when I speak with him, I'm floored. And yeah. <clears throat> Terry Carter's another one. I mean, he's he's somebody uh, I plan on having on the podcast because, but I mean, this mystery speaker is not to be missed. He, yeah. if you have any doubts about what's going on any questions or uh on anything anything i mean if you're wondering if this is a real deal this mystery speaker is going to knock it out of the park for you so definitely don't miss this i would walk if i had to (laughs) and i'll I'll tell you ryan uh maybe i shouldn't be spilling the beans so much but i'm really not but uh we i've talked to him and I said, you know, and here's here's the kick in the teeth, Ryan. Here we're doing this. We've been doing it for 23 years. And so, you, you know, I come to you and I said, Ryan, we want you to speak. Oh, by the way, you're not getting paid. And Oh, by the way, can you get a place to stay? 
I mean, we're not offering a whole lot, you know, and, and people, yes, absolutely. I want to come. I want to be part of it. And I thought, I, I kind of felt bad about our mystery speaker because I thought, same thing. Well, you're not going to get paid. And, and, uh, you know, you got, you, know, you got a place to stay. Well, he's, he's oh, I got a motorhome. So we're going to stay in the same place there. And I, I'm on my knee begging that, you know, like, before things get rolling, is this going to be a busy weekend? Just to have some good BS time with him, one on one or ten on one, as long as I'm one <laughs> of the one on ones or whatever. The guy absolutely takes me. I well, when we were at, I I I, I will tell you, when we were at uh, at the lunch, he was talking about stuff I I had never ever ever heard about. And and we were and I was just enthralled by it, but I told him I said I said this is too heavy for our guys. I and not, not I'm not saying that our guys are dumb. It's just this is this is too deep. We've got to mellow this out a little bit because nobody's going to follow you. And uh, oh really? And I said oh yeah, this is you know we're treasure hunters. We're guys looking in the sky, chasing Bigfoot for heaven's sakes. So he said, well, "Well, we'll go into this." And I, when we did the video the other day, I said, "Terry goes, no, 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 don't say it. I, we're gonna, no." And I said, "Okay, I won't." But he's gonna go into something that I knew very, very, very little about, and I've heard, and it is, it's world shattering, really. Yeah, yeah. Guys, he he may have to dumb it down for guys like me because he has such a working knowledge technically of not only what's going on but the the background stuff that's causing it and it's just it's going to be amazing. I just can't wait. I would walk if I I would walk up there to to catch him. I mean, I've heard all the rest and I love them all and 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 they're all great and they're all equal to him in their field. But this guy, for some reason, this guy just knocks me off my feet. Yep, he's and a... I'm not overselling that either. <laughs> no, not at all. I know you aren't. You really aren't. He is. Uh, you, you're. I. Uh, you're preaching to the choir. I couldn't agree more. And he is. What an amazing person to have as a mystery speaker. And I think it's yeah. great that you're keeping him as a mystery speaker because it is going to pay off in droves. When when people hear this guy talk, it is going to drop. I mean, it's he. He's just going to drop knowledge bombs on everyone. I, I hope we I hope we can give him enough time. How's that? Mm-hmm. I uh, I could listen to him for five hours straight easily, so, easily. And like and like I said, I just want to get a one-on-one with him or a two-on-one as long as he's the one. And well, when we went to lunch, I had known about his background, and which fascinated me. And I I threw a couple of quickies at him, and he just rolled right into it. And and took it farther than I had, you know. I, I, what a guy! It's gonna what be a, a it's gonna be a great gathering, Mark. And I, I'm so I'm so happy to be a part of it. And I think it's so just uh, noble that you guys have been doing this for so long, bringing the best and brightest minds for free to people that are interested in this subject. And again, it's Altamont City Park. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely be there if you can. If you can carve away time, listeners, definitely be there. It's not to be missed. Um, a lot of bang for your buck, and 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 it's free. There's no buck. It's it's just well, a lot of bang. 
one thing though too, Ryan, that I have got to stress. Mm-hmm. We are really hoping that people will donate. Last year we covered everything. We've got the park. We've got porta potties. Uh, if you don't want to pay, uh, you know, donate, don't. But I'm telling you, it would really, really, really help us because we're into it over a thousand bucks. And this thing could die real quick if Kent and I are coughing up a ton of money. But uh, all in all, it's free. But I will tell you for dang sure, bring a chair. Hello, bring a chair. Yeah, don't come without a chair. And uh, Friday night last year got a little nippy at night. Saturday night was amazing. It was just perfect weather. So you would be well advised to bring a hoodie and a chair. And but no Mark, matter what, the chair. Sorry to interrupt you. Where do you have a website, or how do you recommend people donate? Well, <clears throat> you know we've talked <clears throat> we've talked about that, and we don't want to get all we're doing is covering costs. We're not here to make money, and so they said that you can kind of kind of get your uh, but no, a sling if you're doing uh, over, you know, so we're just doing it there. Sure. We, we, we have an, uh, a raffle. Uh, I, I don't know. Tickets will be two bucks, whatever. We have a, there was an artist in New York that used to be one of our powwow boys. And we've been trying to get him to move back. I don't know how much time you got left. How much time we got left? Oh, we're just wrapping up, but we, we can do, let's cover it. Absolutely. This is absolutely worth well, covering. He's, he's made, a lot of guys make pens, but he's made pens and he's put uh, uh, Bigfoot on it. And I mean, it, it's, there's, it's amazing. It is just amazing. And then we've got some guys that have done some iron work, you know, like a, a fire starter thing. And uh, Kent has got a bunch of uh, old coins that, that will be part of the raffle, like 50 cent pieces and stuff like that. Uh but we're hoping the raft, we're going to be selling pop and water and stuff, you know, with the little bottles of water. We just want to cover our, our hardcore, our, our hard, our hard, uh, you know, line. And, and, you know, that's our plea. That's all. Magical stuff, man. Magical stuff you're doing, Mark. I appreciate it. And I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast today. We'll... I'll enjoy it. We'll have to talk again soon, and I can't wait to see you in person. Yeah, we'll see you in, oh, golf, like three weeks, I think, right? Yeah, it's coming up quick, coming up quick. Two and a half, three weeks, something like, yeah. Yeah, I I enjoyed it, Ryan. appreciated uh, talking to you, and I always like talking to you. Well, have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk again soon, my friend. Okay, see you later, Ryan. Mark is the man. He always has the answers to any questions I have. He's been doing this for so long. He cares about the subject matter. He just wants to pass the baton to younger generations. Keep the keep that spark lit for inquiring minds wanting to know about Utah history and the magical places where this has all taken place. The uh, Wasatch Front, the Uinta Mountains, the magical Uinta Basin of Utah, all places that cannot be ignored when it comes to treasure hunting Giants, Bigfoot, Magical Dirt, uh, Utah Gold. I mean, this is the gathering. It is the gathering of Moon Lake forward slash uh, Morgan Powwow, if you're looking on Facebook. And um, it is going to take place at Altamont City Park. And um, 
yeah, you definitely need to be there. It's coming up real soon and you, you don't want to miss it. So the exact dates of this, 12th and the 13th of August. And it is, again, the gathering at Moon Lake. It is at Altamont City Park. These guys have covered all the costs. It's 100% free. It's not one of these conventions where they have high ticket prices and or actors. No, these are people boots on the ground in Utah. They've been doing this a long time and they're not in it for the money. They are just in it to be speakers, confirm what we already know, give more information. And uh, it's a great way to make connections with the people that are really the backbone of all of these interesting, interesting topics. I highly recommend it. Again, it is August 12th and 13th, and it is at Altamont City Park in the Uinta Basin in Utah. Be there. Until next time, keep your eyes to the skies, feet on the ground, and don't forget to take a look around. Off in my time machine, third eye feeling like it need visine. Blast off, blast off, blast off, blast off. Come blast off in my time machine, third eye feeling like it need visine. Blast off, blast off, blast off, blast off. Blast off.